beginning is my title this morning, and um, I trust that you are ready for new beginnings in your life. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. I think all of us need to have a stance of it's a new year, new beginnings, new things that you're wanting to do in my life and through my life. Well, let's trust and we pray for that. There are many changes that need to take place for this country to to really start running. And I'll share, a, I'll touch a little bit on that. But I, I believe most people want progress but are not willing to change. If you want to if you want things to progress or to improve in your life, you have to be willing to change. And all of us know that if you do the same thing and expect different results, that is just folly, isn't it? We all know that. We've heard that before. Yet so often we do the same things and we expect different results and they don't come and then we question God, why? Hello? Are you with me? I've seen that numerous times in people's lives. We do the same thing continuously. Some of us pray till we're blue in the face. Things still don't change. And then we question, why? How come, God? Have you left me? Have you forsaken me? And that's not the case. And I want to share with you some of the lessons that I've learned uh, in this regard. Um, If we want to change things in our lives, we need to realize this only one person really that you have control over and you know who that is yourself and no one else sometimes you cannot change a situation but you can change yourself you can change the way you see things and the the way you behave and the way you react to the situation that you find yourself in and that can be the catalyst to amazing change and improvement in your life progress in your life blessing in your life favor in your life But you and I need to say, I'm going to stop looking at everybody else, stop making excuses, and I'm going to look to myself and say, right, Lord, what is it that you want changed? What needs to change in my life? Because we can say, yeah, but, you know, this one, and but that one, and how come this, and you know? And I think many of us do. So I want to ask you, who who has lied about you this year and told a half-truth, which is a full lie? Who's had that done to them this year? Anyone? Someone's done it about you. Who's stolen money from you? or Who owes you money and has not paid you back? And you know they have no intention of. Come on. Come on. Certainly not just me. It's happened all these things to me, yet I know I'm not. Most of you it's happened to, even this year, this last year. Now, what can, can you can stay and harbor resentment and unforgiveness, or you can say, I choose today to let it go and to forgive so that I can walk into a new beginning. And you and I sit at this crossroad. You have the choice. You cannot change them, but you can change yourself and how you see things. Yes, my, yeah. It's not it's undeserved. Yeah, very much so. We read in Philippians 3, verse 13 to 14, it says there, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. You have to forget what is behind you and strain on to things 
that are lying ahead to which God has called you heavenwards, things that he has in destiny and planned for you, you have, but you have to let go of the past. I think so, many, so much of the time we are so busy holding on there that unless we let go, we cannot grab there. Our hands are so full here, we just don't have, there's no more space in our hands to grab hold of what God has for us. And we have to be willing to let go, even if you had major successes in your life. You need to let go so that God can do new things and greater things. But the problem is so often we don't let go. And unless you and I are willing to let go of whatever it is that is holding you back, you will never take hold of the greater things to which God has called you and wants to do in your life. I want to encourage you to stop wallowing in the sewer, sewer of your despair and disappointment. Get up, get out, get going, and get hold of what God has in store for you. And I cannot do it for you. And you cannot do it for me. But I can make a choice that today things are going to change. Israel took 40 years to receive God's best. His blessing for them. 40 years. How sick is that? Hmm? Took, took God one day to take the Israelites out of Egypt. One day. But it took him 40 years to get Egypt out of them. And this nation is at a crossroad. This nation is at a crossroad just like that. Do you know that? So many people you hear still hanging on to, well, this, and they hang on to, well, apartheid this and apartheid that, and now we want to reverse apartheid things, and we want to bring in BE and think that one wrong is going to make a right. No, it doesn't work like that. Unless we're willing to let go of the past and say, let's begin anew, and let's begin to build this nation, we are doomed as a nation. If, however, we're willing to say, let's forget the past, let's stop making excuses, let's take hand and build this rainbow nation, this nation is, will be unstoppable. And that is my heart's cry and prayer. And you know what? I believe that the majority of people want to do that. Believe it or not, I believe that. You have a small element that do not want that. That want to hold on to Egypt. As opposed to let go. And God is going to supernaturally let that die even if it takes him 40 years. Even if he has to wipe out a whole generation to get us into the promised land to which he, he wants this nation to walk into. What about yourself? Hello? If we continue blaming the state of affairs and blaming others, we will never grow in and build this nation to what God has called it to be. And it's the same with you. What about your relationship with God? How's it going there? Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus. Did he forgive himself and let go and start anew? No, what did he do? He went in. He went in took his life, okay? Did he not want to, he was paid for it, did he give the money back? He didn't want it. He had realized what he did was wrong, but what he could not overcome is what he had done wrong. He could not say, I choose to forgive and let go. 
that I can allow God to bring a new beginning in my life. Look at Peter. Three times he betrays Jesus. What did he do? He chose to forgive himself and to let go of his, the folly of denying the Lord. And how many of you and I have denied him? Come on. When there's peer pressure going around, who of you have denied him? Or you just keep quiet in a conversation. Maybe that's denying him. When you should speak out and you know it. Yet Jesus restored him. Never held it against him. Didn't even bring it up. He says, who do you say I am? You are Christ. Jesus says, on this I will build my church. On this revelation that I am the Messiah. But Peter was willing to let go so that God could use new things. And then we see in Acts, as soon as Jesus is ascended, he preaches and how many thousand people come to the Lord. God uses him dynamically. But he was willing to let go and take hold of greater things. So my question to you is where are you at? What are the things that God is calling you to let go of? Do not confuse motion with progress. The Israelites were in the wilderness with a lot of motion, getting nowhere. How long was that trip? It took 40 years, but how long was it? How how long should it have been? About seven days. Yet it took them 40 years. They had a lot of motion, but they were going nowhere. They were almost like on a hamster wheel, treading, doing things, but going nowhere. There was no progress. Who wants to live a life where there's no progress? All you do is do the same thing, but you're going nowhere. I don't want to live like that. I seriously, personally don't want to live like that. Sometimes God needs to take things out of our lives so that he can begin again. He takes the Israelites out of Egypt so he can restore his people. Give them the promised land to which he desires and has always desired to give them. I believe even in our lives, sometimes God will take people out of your life because they are not a good influence in your life. And I want to encourage you, if sometimes God does that, don't pursue it, let it go. Sometimes even God does that in a congregation. He removes someone from a congregation because they're bad influence and a bad apple in the congregation. Can you believe that? I believe he does that. And sometimes we need to let go and let God just do what he needs to do. So if a door closes in your life, it means that what is behind it was never meant for you. Let it go and walk on and start anew. You can, you can carry on crying about it and moaning about it and groping about it and griping and whatever you want. It is not going to help the situation. Who of you have ever seen that moaning and griping and complaining ever changed anything? Hey? Did, it, did it ever help anything? I've not seen it change much to be quite frank. Forget about what you do not have and start to maximize what you do have. Forget about what you don't have. 
Yeah, but you know, if I only had this, then I could get this, and I could do this, and I could accomplish this. How many of you talk like that? Please put up your hand. Or are you too scared? Eh? <laughs> when you speak like that. When I have it. I think we need to be very careful of uh, talking like that. I think we need to say, Lord, thank you for what I have. How do I maximize what you have put in my hand? Because I've seen many a time people that have tremendous amount placed within their lives, not just in monetary terms, but in gifts. Yet I see them lying dormant, and I look at this and I think, you are so gifted, yet you are so wasted. You waste your gifting. And to me, that's tragic. How many of you have got things in your house, maybe a painting that's worth millions and you don't even know? Do anyone here? You wish. How do you know that thing might not sell for millions of dollars? Eh? Two million. Yes, you're very, yeah, honest, got it, eh, Divad? Yeah, <laughs> that is actually not true. I heard the story of this guy, and uh, he liked painting, and he would paint at night after work, and eventually he gave up. He, 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 he went to his wife and said, you know, he'd like to do this. So they took a, he took a year off work, and all he did was paint all day. A year later, he put it in a gallery, and all of them sold within 10 days for over a million in 10 days. Dollars, U.S. dollars. Okay, So I think sometimes we have gifts within us, but we, we're not willing to let the security of what we have go so that we can grab onto greater things. Hello? I, I married about, too long ago to remember, now I'm joking. I, I only married 18 years ago. But I invented a card game 18 years ago. And... Uh, I think it's on a par with Uno. Do you know Uno? Most people do. I think it's on a par with that. I wrote to a few companies like Maitel and that, and they did nothing. They, the Maitel wrote back and said, no, they've got their own people that do it and that. And so I basically left it. How do I know that that's not millions of dollars in my hand? Could be. Do I believe it is? I do believe, but I've done nothing about it. So sometimes God has to shake things up that you get, get into desperate situations, which we last year was a year financially for us. So I, I got someone to professionally design it for me. And uh, the funny thing is, someone phoned me and said, would I please take them to the hiking trail? Can they leave their car at our place? And then I take them to the hiking trail and I said, yeah, sure, because he was a friend of another pastor friend of mine in Pretoria. So I speak to this guy and find out what he does. Now, he, he trains bankers how to do banking. That's what his profession. So I say, oh, okay. And he says, and, and he, what he does is he merges. He finds business opportunities for multimillionaires to invest in. Okay. That's, that is his job. He, he, and then he tries to g 
get a business plan together and then obviously marry the two. So I said, oh, wow. I said, I, actually, I invented a game. I actually just, yes, I actually just, it's almost finished and ready. I'd like to show you this game. So he said, yeah, he'd love to see it. So when I went and fetched him and brought him back two days later, he was highly impressed and said, oh, no, he wants to market. Maybe that is a God connection. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. I think, I think what I'm trying to say is I think sometimes we have things that are extremely valuable, but we don't even realize it. Do you want to see my card game? I'm not going to show you completely because just now someone will steal my idea. This is the, this is the box. And these are my cards, or some of the cards. The name is called Juns. It's tons of fun. Juns is tons of fun. It's just the name I came up with. He has a destroyer card and a buying card and a reverse card. It's just things like that. So I'm trusting that one day this will, that God will merge me with someone that's, there has to be a billionaire or millionaire because the, yeah, you know, you know why. You know why it has to happen? Because the Chinese will steal your idea just like that. So, which means that you, you cannot do a worldwide painted. You have to do it painted in every different country. Now, for you to do that, you have to have money. And then to, you want to flood the market immediately before they... It's not a matter of if they're going to copy it. It's a matter of when they're going to copy You have to flood the market so that at least you've already got your sales going. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I, can, I just cannot do that. But someone that hopefully will, God will connect me, I know that. Excuse me? Oh, no, 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 no. If, 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 if money was driving me, I wouldn't be a long time ago. I would, have, I would have run away many, 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 many moons ago. In fact, I would never have planted this congregation. So no, that will not... I'll only move if God says so. That's always been the case. But what I'm trying to say is I think there's so much potential in every one of you sitting here. In the business realm, in the gifted realm, in your relationship with God, we are so, there is so much more that God has for us. The tragedy is that most of us are holding on there. And we're not letting go so that we can grab hold here. What hurts do you need to let go of? Like I said, last year was one of the toughest years for us. Boy, I tell you, when your wife loses her income, you, lose, you don't get income, people that owe you don't pay you, I mean, you start looking very carefully. When you've got a family to provide for, you start saying, right, yes, Lord, what's going on? Where are you, what are you doing? Where, what must I do? What needs to change? Hello? And all of us have to come to a point in every aspect of our life and say, Lord, what has to change in my, spiritual, in my spiritual life? What has to change in my physical life? What has to ch- change in my financial life? Etc. Etc. All of us, and I want to encourage you to go before God and say, I want a new beginning in this area of my life. In this area of my life. In this, even in the physical, if I'm getting fat, what has to change here? Some people say to me, oh, no, I think this is happening, you know, this is, you know, this is the problem with me, you know, and this and this. I think, I say to them, um, I think actually you need to start changing the way you eat. 
Stop diagnosing yourself and change the way you eat. Obviously, I'm someone that I love tremendously. <laughs> because I wouldn't say it to most of you, because I, you have to be very close to be that cheeky, isn't it? Eh? But I want to encourage you, go before God and say, Lord, where are you wanting to bring new beginnings in my life? Where are you wanting to bring change? Because I believe that God wants to bring great change this year. This year is my jubilee year. What about you? Hello? Some of you just smile. Listen, I will say it again. Did you hear what I said? This year is my jubilee year. Watch and see. You don't want to say the same, that's your choice. But I make the choice that this is going to be my jubilee year. And I hope that you will say, yes, Lord, I choose. I'm going to let go of things that are holding me back from grabbing hold of greater things that you have in store for me. God can change your situation in an instant. He can change your intimacy with him in an instant. But you have to you have to desire it. You have to say, Lord, here I am. I want this. I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. I'm willing to change whatever you need to change in my life. Let me talk on a more, uh, what do you call it, on a more personal note. And, and I hope you'll hear my heart. What has been one of the most frustrating things for me in the ministry? No, people... No, everyone's different and they're beautiful. No, 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 not, no. I think people not obeying God because he says, if you love me, you'll obey me. Yet they think, but, well, I can do things better way and I've got better ideas. I'll do things my way. And that, I must be honest with you, I think that's for me the most frustrating thing. When I see mega congregations squandering kingdom finances and you see little congregations that battle to make ends meet. Um, we are a small congregation, so there's, we're in a small village. And there's sometimes where I don't get paid purely because there's just not the finance. Because you get some kingdom citizens that feel that they can give their tithe to family members or not to tithe or you know and I find this a tragedy I find it a tragedy and a travesty and I want you to listen to my words it is destroying the church of Jesus Christ not here worldwide and it is a frightening frightening trend hence what happens is I have to start scrambling in other avenues and be distracted to make sure I have other stream of income to provide for my home. It's just a reality. And hence I've done that and I will do, continue to do that because I will not sit in a position where I have to come and ha beg for handouts to people. I'll never do that. And this is no rebuke to you. I'm just sharing what's frustrating me. I had a pastor when I was in Cape Town. I went to see, uh, we went and stayed at uh, Anshin's brother-in-law Oh, sorry, his bro her brother, we went and stayed there, so we had lack of free accommodation. But we went and stayed there, and I had someone phone me, a pastor phoned me and said, can I please loan him money, because they cannot pay their rent. Now, I know I cannot ask our congregation, because we don't have the fund, finance, so now it's on me. What am I going to do? Of course I'm going to help the guy. But you understand, I do not, 
I never want to be in a position where I cannot be the giver. I'm finished. I'm f- I am finished with that. But would you say yes? Of course I would. Of course you would. Would you not do that? All of you would want to give, wouldn't you? Right. So, okay. Bottom line is, what I'm trying to say is the tragedy in the church today is that many Christians are stopping to give into the kingdom. Hence, the priest has to find other alternative streams of income and he's distracted from his primary calling. And especially in the smaller congregation. If you're in a mega church, you don't feel it because if you're at the top, you just, no problem. My, 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 my one cousin is a pastor in another congregation. You're going to have to help me here, Mom. I think they were, how many pastors were they? And how many are now they're not able to pay? Yeah. Uh, let me know, don't say names, sorry. They are a congregation of a couple of pastors, and now they've had to downscale. I know of a number of congregations where they're downscaling their pastors every year. Who of you know this? Yes, you know that? It is, it is happening more and more and more and more. And I tell you, this is a trend that will not change. Because you have, you have more and more people being more and more obsessed with the pleasures of this world than with God. And I want, and I want to encourage you, let go of the things that God is not, that doesn't, he doesn't want you involved in. Let go of those things. And start obeying him. Stop, start serving him. And please do not see, I hope what I've shared with you hasn't brought a heavy on. Because I know many of you are very faithful. I don't know what goes on on that side. That's Trevor's department. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know who tithes what. And I'm not interested. That's between you and God. All I'm saying is this is a frustration in my life. And it's a trend I'm seeing. And I find it a travesty. Yet it's not a trend that is going to stop. It's getting worse. Yet God says, I'm coming back for a bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. He's coming back for a pure bride, a church that is undefiled, a church that does things his way and not their way, that serves him according to his condition and not their condition. What are some of the conditions that you have brought into that are your condition, not God, that you need to let go of? I pray that this year would be a new beginning in all facets and that you would stop moping and start dreaming the dreams that God has for you in your relationship with Him, in your relationship with the church or others and His dream for you in this nation. What is the role that He's called you to play in this nation? And I believe that we will have an amazing year of new beginnings in all facets if we'll do that. And I want to say again, and I reiterate, this year is going to be my Jubilee year. Yes, Fadi. Ready for new beginnings. Now, it's, it's got nothing to do with heavy, putting a heavy. It's got to do with principle. And just a trend I'm seeing in the church. Anchin and I were speaking on the way back, and both of us are desperately concerned. You know, people, they call themselves Christians, never go to church. Never fellowship with believers, never give, and you see it. 
and it's a very worrying trend. Let's bow our heads. That person that has maligned your name, you see their face in your mind's eye. Say, Lord, I choose to let go right now. I choose to forgive them. Set you free. That person that has cheated you, stolen from you, I choose to let go. Choose to forgive. That foolish thing which I did in my relationship with God, and I hurt him, and I didn't stand up for him. I let go. Say, Lord, I forgive myself. And I know and I thank you that you forgive me and I repent of that. Lord, I thank you for every person here. I thank you that this is a new day that dawns in our life. Thank you that you have got great things in store for every single one of us. Great things in our relationships. Great things in our relationship with you. Great things in our finances. Lord, and we choose to put our trust and our hope and our faith not in ourselves, but in you. And we will, not, we will not look to anyone, but we will look to you as the one that's able to guide and lead and direct us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that sometimes you, br- you bring change in our lives, in our situation, because you do not want things to stay the way they are. So, Lord, I pray that you would grow and mature every single one of us. That every one of us sitting here would be part of the bride to which you return. And we would be ready for your coming. We would be a bride that is without any issues in our lives. As you put it, without spot, wrinkle or blemish. And Lord, I thank you for everyone here. I thank you for the grace and the favor that is upon this congregation, upon this community, upon this nation. And I thank you that this is going to be our jubilee year, this year of great new beginnings. And we bless you and we thank you for your faithfulness to us. And in turn, we ask you to help us to show that same faithfulness to you. In your precious name we pray. Amen.